0: Sarah Cosette and you are listening to e Says Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed. You didn't know you needed, but we are so glad you're here. And this week we have a very special guest. Ayo <laughs> hey, Chanel Walker. Hello. Look at her trying to be shy, but uh, i this girl. <laughs> Is like fire, okay. There's a time and place, (laughs) okay. Well, let your light shine. So, tell the people a little bit about yourself what's going
1: on. I don't know, just living life, learning a lot, growing a lot. Um, I've learned a lot in the past few months about myself, and um, I recently just cut my locks off in April, I've had my locks for nine years. (laughs) Why'd you cut your hair? So I'm getting used to that. Um, I just felt like it was a time for a change. I felt like um, I was carrying the past nine years of my life literally on my head. And I just felt like if I cut my hair off, then I would get rid of the nine years. (laughs) And in a way, I did feel like that after I cut it off. There are some days when I miss it, when I look at pictures and I'm like, oh man. But... When I think about it, overall in the grand scheme of things, I I enjoy having short hair, and I don't miss my locks. So,
0: nah i I've had those <laughs> moments where I'm like, I think so, and I feel and I think it's beautiful because like you did it at the end of this new decade, ready for it. You know, I'm starting a new one, and there's so many changes. But then also, it's just like, damn, those feelings of man, if I would have had my locks, it would have been here now, or like, yeah, I sit, you know. But there is just a power of a woman who cuts her hair and the change and that, you know, journey um, of, like, validation, of self-discovery and understanding and... You know the whole NDRE. I'm not my Definitely. hair. Definitely,
1: and a whole other level of confidence too. Because like when I first cut my hair off to start my locks, I knew that there was an end game. I knew it was going to be long again. Mm-hmm. With this, I don't really have intentions on it being long again. So it's a different kind of confidence. I have to remain in the space of shortness. Okay. And understand that like people are going to be able to see my ears all the time. People are going to be able to see the shape of my face all the time. If I have a scar on my neck or whatever it is, like people are going to be able to see more of me. I'm more vulnerable now. So I think it's a different type of confidence. Um, so I'm learning something new about that too. So it's good. Yeah. It's a good
0: change. You were saying this vulnerability. I think there's so much power though when one person is open to be vulnerable and express and share you know yeah definitely what was the hardest part of this transition not only just like the physical what about the spiritual
1: i think for me this was one of the first times in a long time that i've made a decision that didn't have influences from other people i didn't tell anybody i was gonna cut my hair i didn't go to anyone and say hey what do you think when do you think i should do it i just came home one day and my hair was short Nobody knows. I didn't tell my boyfriend at the time. I didn't tell any of my friends. I didn't tell my mom. Nobody. Yeah. I just came home. And so for me, like, you know, on a mental and a, on a spiritual level, it was like, wow. Like, if I could just within myself and talk to God and decide, okay, this is the best decision for me that I could do it without having outside influences. So for me, that was what I got from that aspect of it.
0: Yeah, no. I used to always feel like I have to, like, consult over, what do you think? Should I do this? And at one point, it was just like, you said, you know what I'm saying? Think for yourself, do for yourself. It's like, yeah. you know. When you first locked up, did you tell anyone about it, or did you just do it?
1: Um, I've talked to some people about it. Um. You know and got some opinions about whether I should go with sister locks and stuff so I kind of talked to some people about it before I got my locks but no one really knew when exactly I was going to do it and the funny thing about my locks is that I called the shop to talk to a specific lady that I was referred to to do the locks and they told me that the lady didn't work there anymore so okay. I was like okay well who else do you have that does locks and they were like oh we have a barber that does locks too I was like okay cool and I made my appointment And I just went and did it.
0: The irony, though. (laughs) The (laughs) irony that a barber started your locks and then almost 10 years later, you said. Yep. It
1: would have been so cool. Almost 10 years later, a hairstylist cut my locks off. How about that? that. How about that. that? A hairstylist cut my locks off and then I started going to a barber. So, it's funny how life works out because things don't come the way. And I'm actually having a moment right now because things don't. Come the way that you expect them to, or that you think they're gonna come. You yeah, know? it's like the opposite. You know, I went to a barber to get locks and a hairstylist to cut them off.
0: But I think in life, you know, even though we envision to do certain things or get to certain places, it's never the way God is. Like obviously, His plans is bigger and better, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, but we keep moving forward and we keep trying to figure out who am I, what am I good for, right? And like, yeah. Yeah, For a long time, for, when I first
1: cut my locks off, I felt like I was betraying the lock community. I felt so bad. Why? There were so many girls, other girls that I felt like looked up to me and asked me questions. And after they met me, they started their locks, not because of me, mm-hmm. but it just so happened that they started their locks after they met me and they, you know, they looked up to me, they asked me questions, they asked me how I did different styles and stuff like that. And so, when they saw me for the first time without my locks, and I could see the disappointment on their face, I felt horrible. I was like, oh my gosh, I betrayed the whole community. And then I would see people with locks, and I wouldn't have that moment. And anybody who has locks knows that when you see another person with locks, you have a moment. It's an unspoken moment. So, I would see people with locks, and I wouldn't have that moment anymore, because they didn't know I had locks. Nothing happened anymore. So... Things like that was harder for me to accept And actually not having the hair So it was just a different experience But I'm kind of over that now Because <laughs> oh I realized there's a whole new community of people Of women with short hair like yeah. mine yeah. So it's just a new journey what
0: And is I'm it embracing it What is
1: it No actually it's called Bays with fades
0: Oh yes ma'am Bays Tell me about Bays. it
1: <laughs> So there's a bunch of other women That um Made the big chop, whether they came from having a prime hair or just big natural hair or locks or whatever, and now they have short hair that they're maintaining. So, it's cool to be a part of that community now. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you
0: did different. so much with your locks and different styles and stuff. What are you going to do now with your fade? You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what...
1: I plan on in the the middle of it like kind of grow out a little bit, um, and keeping the sides low. And I'm probably just gonna stick to that. Nothing yeah. crazy. Did um, you ever
0: like dye
1: into do the lines the designs? I do. I dabble and dabble in the lines sometimes. I might get a little color, but I'm afraid of the color because I remember I colored my locks when I first got them, and I was like, oh no. Yeah. I was like, this is not natural. <laughs> I was like, I don't. I want to be natural. You know, like. So, I'm a little afraid of the color, but I've been looking at some pictures and stuff, and I'm thinking, like, okay, I might do the color. Right. So, well, we'll see. But I've got time. My shrinkage is real, And so. you used to
0: always color your hair and have weave even before your locks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I used to
1: put, like, colored weave in or whatever. Because, you know, I still wasn't coloring oh, wow. my real hair. <laughs> so, yeah. Y'all I, I was
0: don't trying understand, stuff before. been about it, always about it, looking good, any hair. So, like. Thank you, thank you. Maybe this is your thing for this decade, and then after, it'll be something new. Yeah.
1: I, I told somebody the other day, I said, when I feel fully confident in my beauty with this hair, then I'll know it's time mm. to move on to the next thing. When I take a selfie and I don't think, oh man, like, if I had my locks, or like, if my hair was longer, this would look good. When I stop thinking those kind of thoughts, then I'll know it's time for the next journey. That's
0: true. I know when yeah. I had... My baby locks. Yeah. I used to do the same thing. Oh, my God. God. It's hard. You know, but it grows, and I think it's very important, like, you know, as black women and our hair and how it's been used in different forms of resistance and also, like, self-love and, like, just being in different communities is just, like, you know, a breath of fresh air. And then, you know, when you find your groups of people who look like you and you realize that you're not alone, right? Yeah. So... (laughs) I know (laughs) you're Jamaican right yes and you come from a beautiful loving family Mm -hmm. like with the whole Rastafari even though you know time has changed but how did your family feel when they saw those locks versus now that you have short hair what are those comments like
1: um you know my family my immediate family they they loved my locks because they knew that I wasn't Rastafarian. I think if I had made a whole transition and become Rastafarian, it would have been a different story. Um, so my family, you know, my immediate family, my parents, my sister, all that stuff, they they loved it. Um, and they loved the short hair, too. My mom took an adjustment. You know, she, she cried when she saw me. Really? Yeah, because, I, again, I didn't tell her. So she cried. But I think she cried because she wanted to have long flowing hair and Mm. she didn't Mm. and I think that she was kind of living through me and I didn't really realize that until I cut my hair and she started crying like that so um that was interesting but um as far as the whole Rastafarian thing my grandfather who actually still lives in Jamaica he swore up and down that I was Rastafarian there was nothing I could tell that man That would convince him that I was not Rastafarian. So the entire time I had locks, he was convinced (laughs) that I was Rastafarian or practicing Rastafarianism. So I was like, okay, so I just let him run with that. Um, But I wasn't, and, and my family knew that, so it was just, it was what it was. It was more of a spiritual, mental type of journey
0: than it was like a religious type of journey. But is that not what Rastafari is? (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know that yeah yeah that's true but it's more it's we have it's, our own walks
0: i think even it's with a lot in depth. yeah this there come on now even like, as it's Christians. the way
1: they eat it's it's a oh, lot yeah. of things that go along with rastafarianism it's not just the spirituality and i didn't want that portion of it yeah that's why even as you're about to say about christianity i'm a christian but i'm non-denominational for a reason because i feel like we just need to go on the the basic, and not adding
0: all the extra stuff yeah. to it. Yeah. Like... We interpret, we practice different. <laughs> exactly. You know yeah. Yeah. And I know for me, like, growing up and being able to visit different types of Christian churches, like, you would be like, okay, why are they doing this or what? Well, like, exactly. This church, you know what I'm saying? But when you find your base and you have your foundation, like, you may move in different, like, homes and centers of God, but you have... You know what I'm saying? You're relationship yeah and i think when we go in where we like kind of blur the lines between like religion and relationship we kind of figure okay this is what we don't like or this is so problematic but when it's something personal like your hair you know what i'm saying agreed. like on different walks we can understand and live and hopefully not judge and um, others as they make their certain decisions yeah, yeah agreed. totally agree <sighs> hair <laughs> hair it's a big <laughs> topic it's huge Definitely. Um, like, would you have even when you used to have like your weaves in middle school and high school, were you natural then or was those perms? Those were, we were all... I had a perm when I was in middle school and high school. The first time I got a
1: weave, I was in college and it was after I cut my hair off and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. I didn't know I was going to get locks. So I got my first weave and I did that twice and I was like, eh, that's not for me. I've never even had braids. What? So most of the time, yeah. So most of the time, I've been permed. I got a perm when I was like seven. My mom was like, "I'm not dealing with this hair."
0: Girl, I was like one. Exactly. Was, the hell is wrong?
1: Yeah, <laughs> like it's crazy. Selfish. I wish I didn't it get one at all. Mom.
0: It wasn't even my mom. And oh that's my not the God. craziest thing. She was livid. Like how? I'm can sure. You? Like she literally went to the store. Like, it was like my christening or something like that. <gasps> She went to a store and came back and her best friend at the time had slapped some perm on my hair and like oh. traumatized oh, since then. You know what I'm saying? So
1: I would never get a perm again. Yeah, no. And I wouldn't want my children to get it
0: either. No, oh my god. I mean, I don't think my children would that <laughs> probably like whatever. But no, and even yeah. even when I think about like them and their type of hair, what type of hair they may have, you're like, I don't know, nothing about- Oh, well, yeah, I forgot people. they got that
1: Puerto Rican in them, honey. <laughs> they might not even need no perm, girl. No, they're
0: definitely not going to need the perm, but I'm sure they're going to have hella hair.
1: Yeah. and mm, you just going to have to take them to the hairdresser,
0: girl. No, because then they're going to try to straighten them things because- Oh, yeah, now, blow it you know, out. Exactly, you know. These Eurocentric values that yeah, happen that's true, the but force. I feel
1: like you and Oscar have that kind of kind of foundation where you know your kids will probably lean more towards the natural side of things. Mm. you know what I'm saying. I don't think you guys have those type of things plastered in your face all the time, you know you just don't live in that kind of you don't create that type of environment, even if it's around you on the outside mm-hmm. at home, you don't have that type of environment, yeah. so. I don't think they're gonna look at that as the
0: opposite. You know what yeah. I mean? So I don't That's think I will have that issue. Being a Liberian girl growing up here, like if it wasn't for my cousins, and my family, like I would have like really probably been traumatized of what's happening, Grayson, because it wasn't like it was black people all over. It wasn't until like high school that few, yeah, y'all, <laughs> that y'all really kind of
1: because being out. African wasn't like this great thing. Yeah, everybody wants to be African now, which, I mean, I think is great, but it's just like, you know, it wasn't like that growing up, Um, you know, because I have two close African friends, so I know, you know, and I have one friend who didn't even want to claim her Africanness until she realized that it was cool. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's hard to even believe about what you're saying, though, about what, you know, about, you know, people in Puerto Rico feeling like, I guess a certain type of way because she won, but...
0: They'll get over it and they'll realize that yeah. there's many black and dark-skinned people who are beautiful and, exactly. like, whether you have, like, long straight hair or short afro or locks or whatever, I think is amazing as women, you know, that whether... Or using our hair and embracing ourselves and valuing ourselves, not only just like you said, it inspires, like with the locks community, inspires someone. Mm-hmm. Like, you may inspire someone else to cut their hair. You may inspire someone to get a nice bob. Like whatever we do, as like it's almost like being the Bible. Like as if we're doing the right things as Christians, we're walking Bibles, right? Exactly. And people should learn and live and try to be influenced by us. So that's the same thing about being confident women, like, once we hold in to our value and our purpose, it's like, okay, someone else will catch this light and be able to shine bright as well. Yeah,
1: just like negativity is contagious, so is positivity, and so is intelligence and knowledge and all that stuff, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So you have to exude the type of things that you want to receive, because it'll bounce onto the people that are around you and just bounce back back, really,
0: so... <laughs>
1: Period. Period.
0: Boom. I know you have a poem to share with us.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm I'm having stage fright. Oh. I do. I mean, we've talked a little bit about my locks, so you I guess I well. can. Yeah, do that one. The poem is entitled "My Locks." It's written by you. Written by moi, mm-hmm. Chanel Walker. Okay. <laughs> When I think about cutting my locks, I'm afraid that I won't be as confident or a great example for others. I use my hair now to mentor others that are starting locks. I use my hair to show white people that black people have hair too. I use my hair to prove to people that you can start a journey no matter how hard and stick with it. I use my hair to show that locks aren't boring, you can have fun with it. My locks are my strength, they give me courage. I talked about it with my friends, and they said to me, when the time is right, you'll know it. Well, the time is right now. Mm-hmm. Many people say, oh, it's just hair. It'll grow back. They're right. It will grow back, but it's not just hair. That's it. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I'm trying to The see. last
0: line is, was like really just like, <laughs> yeah. It's so Even much. Go
1: back. Yep. I'm trying to see. Let me see what date I wrote this. That's funny. I
0: wrote that in August. Yeah, so that wasn't too long ago. Yeah. A few months after I cut it. Yeah. But your whole, you know, obviously you shed some things, you learned some things. And I this did. new journey will be about shedding some things and learning some new things.
1: So. yeah it definitely and I've done a lot of that already so I'm looking forward to you know a new season and greater things I'm definitely um very self-aware so I'm just excited about what's to come I'm nervous but I'm also excited so it's I'm a excited
0: good thing. for you thank you I'm doing you' just a classy <laughs> Beautiful black woman Powerful
1: Thank you I, I'm what you like to What I like to call Bougetto You know A little bit of bougie like <laughs> Bougetto So Again It's the time and place For everything True you know? True So But yeah But thank you though I appreciate it I mean um, Thanks for having me And Of course Like we always have A great connection And a pure conversation Cause we're amazing friends but um, yeah. yeah, it's been cool. Chanel, how are you on your way? <laughs> on my way, you know, it's been interesting. There's definitely been some ups and been some downs. I've been through a lot, um, but I'm learning that um, one of the key things that I'm learning is to define what my values are. And my three most important values right now are love, growth, and peace. And so, I'm using those three things to guide my way.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I found that some days I have good days and it's difficult. But other days are easy. And I stand firm in those values and understand, you know, what the end game is. So, it's all good.
0: Growth, love, and peace. Yes. A whole.
1: The trifecta of values. So,
0: I'm ready. You're ready to have an abundance of all three of those things, amen. I claim it for you because when ah! you
1: have an abundance, you'll share it with Hallelujah! Me. Yes, girl, my cup will <laughs> <runneth laughs> over into the isei world, <laughs> amen. okay?
0: Amen, amen. <laughs> um, tell the people where can they connect with you on social media, your Insta.
1: My Instagram is Chanel, S H A N E L, underscore media. Yeah, she
0: used to be Miss Smarty Pants.
1: I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh how wow. time, time has... flies. It does. Time has flown. Things have changed.
0: Yes. We're here. We're doing great things. Thank you for joining us. This is Issa's Way. Y'all be blessed. Cheers. Hey. <laughs>